I am the innkeeper. You know, there's a lot of other characters in the Christmas narrative that I would rather relate to, frankly. Like, I'd rather be a shepherd, paid an exclusive angelic visit from a heavenly host with an invitation to be one of the very first to witness the most incredible event in human history in Bethlehem. I'd rather be a wise man. (laughs) Very cool. A noble and mysterious traveler from the east carrying gifts to this prophesied one. A star placed in the sky for me to follow. Like, how great is that? (laughs) Hey, given the choice, I'd rather be Simeon. Although close to death, holding on to hope, waiting with great expectation until finally the expectation is fulfilled and with my own eyes, I see the promised Messiah. I'd rather be all those people, but I am the innkeeper. Suddenly a knock at the door in the middle of the night, two complete strangers looking for lodging. See, I understand his frustration. I don't like being inconvenienced either. I have a to-do list to get through and it keeps growing. I understand his exhaustion and his busyness. His usual sleepy hometown now bursting with travelers who'd come to register for the census. Life, man, life can be busy. I get that. I understand him feeling like he didn't have anything else to give. A long, tiring day full of extra guests, dealing with frenzied commerce, not to mention the stress of his own family members possibly traveling for the census and the potential dangers that lurked on the long and lonely paths of ancient Palestine. This is a stressful world. And then comes this knock. Really? Like I finally just got to sleep. I understand him not wanting to give an explanation at the threshold of his door to these two strangers. Like I've got nothing left to offer. My cup is is, is too empty. My life is too full as is my inn. I'm the innkeeper. And maybe today you can find yourself relating to the innkeeper too. Too busy to really get to the important things that matter in life. And when you get there, like too tired to really be in the moment. Too busy, like you don't have the capacity inside to answer one more knock at the door of your life sucked dry. I mean, the Bible never even tells us his name. And I wonder if that's because we can all put our names in his place. Luke 2, 7 simply says this, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. No room. 
That would be a familiar phrase surrounding this baby. The fact that there was no room in the inn was just the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophecy found in Isaiah 53 concerning the Messiah that said he would be despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows familiar with suffering. Author Max Lucado said it this way. He said, the mother and father of our Lord were pushed out and rejected even before he was born our Lord was rejected and turned away. The words, no room for you, followed him throughout his life. There was just no room for him anywhere. Like, that's heartbreaking. We want to make room for Jesus, but I am the innkeeper. Far too often there's no room in my schedule, no margin. No room to rest and to reflect. No room to get creative. No room to notice the miracles that God is doing all around me all the time. (laughs) And sadly, sometimes no room to help people in need who might need my help. And it's like not, it's not that we don't want to help. Right? Sometimes we're just too busy to even see the need. There's no room in the inn of my life. I'm the innkeeper. Do you ever feel like the innkeeper? You know, sometimes, just like the innkeeper, I just don't recognize that it's Jesus at the door. Listen, I am sure if the innkeeper would have recognized that breathing inside the belly of this teenage girl was the one who breathed life into creation. I'm sure if he would have known that the unborn member of this three-person little family was a member of another family, the Holy Sovereign Trinity, if the innkeeper would have known that standing and knocking at his door was Israel's hope, the long-awaited promised Messiah, if he had known it was him, I'm sure the outcome would have been different. Right? Martha, tell the Cooper family in room 26 to pack their stuff. The Messiah's at the door. But he didn't know who was standing knocking at his own door. You know, Jesus still knocks. Revelation 3.20 says this, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. See, Jesus is still knocking on doors of the inns of our lives, patiently waiting to see if there's room. A room that will welcome him in. But just like the innkeeper, we don't always recognize that it's Jesus. You know, maybe even today as we sang these Christmas songs, as you listen to these incredible stories, as you watch these baptisms, you felt like a a knock on your heart. You sense that maybe there's more to life, something deeper, something far more profound at play. 
than just like enjoying the good moments, aware of how fleeting they are, not sure about your future, not sure of your purpose. Maybe Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart through his Holy Spirit today. Jesus is always knocking. And when we recognize his voice and open the doors of our lives to him, he promises to still come in and eat with us. Save us, forgive us, love us, fill us with hope and purpose, the potential of God to be our friends and to lead us home eternally with him. He's always knocking. You know, sometimes his knock comes quietly. We can hear it if we listen for it. Underneath the clamor and the hustle and bustle of work deadlines and getting kids ready to get out the door to school. Maybe you can hear it now in this season underneath the noise of the Christmas parties, the songs on the radio, the jingling of bells. will listen. The gentle knock of Jesus that says, I'm here. Open the door. Sometimes like the innkeeper, the knock comes in the middle of the night, in the dark season of the soul. Listen for it above your grief, above your anxiety and your disappointment. Jesus knocks, I'm here. Open the door and let me join you in the night. And sometimes the knock comes with a louder rap, a more deliberate, urgent sound. I'm here today. (laughs) And I'm offering to come into your life and stay with you forever. But man, I am the innkeeper. But I, I think I'm okay with that. And here's why. Here's why. Stressed out, burned out, clued out, not having everything figured out, seemingly out of rooms, Jesus did not give up because God's love wouldn't allow it. There was a stable. As humble a birthplace as that would be for the king of heaven. And there was a manger. Only if a feeding trough for animals, really, but it would double for a crib. Unfit, unclean, underwhelming, but it would be enough for Jesus. And Jesus still comes, and he gladly enters the spaces of our lives that are ugly and broken, and dirty, and that seem unfit for a king, and he does extraordinary things. We heard the stories and the lives of these people this morning. See, the innkeeper didn't know it, but the miracle of the ages was about to happen in the most unlikely of places, and you might think that your life is the most unlikely of place for a miracle. 
Our series at Compass this Advent season has been called Christmas List, and I am certain of this. Making room for Jesus is one thing I know God wants to put on your Christmas list this year. To those who are baptized today, well done. Awesome. We celebrate along with you and how you have publicly declared that you heard the knock of Jesus and you answered the door and you've made room for him in your life. Let's give it up again for those people. (laughs) For those that have heard the knock of Jesus and let him in and answered that, he's still knocking. Jesus is still offering to come and join you in deeper ways, in small ways, in big ways. He wants to make the mundane and the crazy and the stressful and the difficult moments of this beautiful life, sacred moments. So this Christmas, as we head into a new year, keep making room for Jesus. And to those who are here who have maybe never made room for Jesus, but you sense him knocking at the door of your life Today is the day that you can open the door simply by asking Jesus to come into the inn of your life. Asking him to fill every room with his love. To clean the house of your life as you repent of sin, as you embrace the free gift of grace that God is offering you right now through Jesus Christ. You can welcome him just just by praying to him and saying, Jesus, I welcome you into the end of my life. I'm the innkeeper. We are the innkeeper. And that's okay. Because we have a Savior who understands the complexities and struggles of this life. He would experience it all himself. Jesus gets us, and he never stops knocking. The innkeeper, we don't even know his name. But what a lesson we can take from his life. Make room for Jesus this Christmas. You know, this is the time of year when we once again visit the Christmas story in the Bible. You know, we read quotes from it in, in the Christmas cards that we receive and send. We sing about this story in the carols we sing. We watch Linus, blanket in hand, recite the story in Charlie Brown Christmas. And the story can become pretty familiar, but it really is a story full of wonder that displays this incredible mystery and majesty and beauty that is Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. And so on the last Sunday before Christmas for our exercise, we wanted to visit this incredible story again. Maybe with fresh ears and hearts ready to respond in adoration to Jesus. We want to make room to listen to God's word today. So I'm going to invite Jen Viss to come up and lead us through this amazing story again. 
Jesus is with us, and his spirit is at work in us. And the purpose of this exercise is simple. It's meant to help us encounter Jesus, to interact with him with all of our senses. Rather than simply thinking about Jesus, we encounter Jesus. We encounter Jesus as our friend, our Savior, and King. He is the living word. And as you engage with scripture through your mind and your heart, let this scene from Luke chapter 2 sink into your imagination. Allow the details of this passage to bring you into a deeper level of intimacy with Jesus. And let him meet you through the pages of scripture. I invite you to close your eyes and I'm going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to be with us. And you can keep your eyes closed while I read the passage. Just take a moment to become aware of God's presence with you. Emmanuel. And open your heart and imagination to God. Father, thank you for the gift of your word. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you would come and shut out the distractions of this world so that we can meet with Jesus. Purify our hearts and our minds and breathe your life into us. We enter into this time trusting you to speak to us in a new and a fresh way. We are open to receive from you, knowing that all is grace and everything good comes from your hand. In the name of Jesus, we ask and we pray. Amen. And with your eyes closed and your heart open, and the anticipation of, of hearing these words of scripture in a new and a fresh way, let's enter into the scene of the nativity. Place yourself on the road to Bethlehem. Imagine the labors of the journey, the struggle of finding a shelter, the thirst, the hunger, the cold that met the arrival of Emmanuel, God with us. Imagine yourself as one of those shepherds on the hillside as the dark sky is interrupted with the brilliant light of the angels. Can you see yourself there? What is around you? Who else is there? What do you smell? What do you hear? What is the mood? Let the Holy Spirit paint this scene in your imagination as we enter these words from Luke 2, verses 4 to 20. At that time, the Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, 
to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And when they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you, you shepherds, will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary, she kept all of these things hidden in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. Christmas is all about today in the city of David a savior is born he is Christ the Lord Jen would you pray for us Jesus we love you and we thank you for meeting us here in these quiet moments and for speaking to our hearts in a very personal way it's just like you Thank you for the gift of your word, and thank you for coming to us at Christmas. You are Emmanuel, God with us. I pray that this week we would encounter you in undeniable ways, in big ways, in small ways, in any way you want to. Holy Spirit, we ask you to draw us to the manger, 
And may we come ready to worship. May we make room for you in our hearts this Christmas and always because we adore you and we praise you. And in your name we pray all these things. Amen.